0: This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. I, just, I
1: don't have to show you how to stinking vicious.
0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: What a, uh... now? (laughs) That was the tweet from uh, President Trump this morning. Uh, It is a brighter day as the progressives inside of the basket of bias press put all their eggs in their basket of bias in the Georgia 6th and had it dumped all over them. (laughs) It was a beautiful thing. Uh, That is coming up, my take uh, I'll probably get to it after the flip around on these special elections, which, oddly enough, uh, are in the rear view mirror now. For the likes of CNN, NBC, CBS, ABC, they, they just for some reason they don't want to they don't want to talk about it anymore. Huh? <laughs> Wonder why that is. Uh, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show, folks. I am glad you have tuned into the program. Getting in touch with me easy to do. If you want to do a little gloating, and I think you're due. I think it's okay after a victory, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And gloating's not the right word; just being happy. Hey, we won. Uh, by the way, we have posted some faces of those who uh, wanted to take away yours and my rights and liberties. <laughs> Their faces after the Ossoff the Ossoff loss. We'll get to that here in mere moments as well. Now, I'll just describe to you what's going on there because it is a, it is a single. Medium, sensory medium, only the audio component available uh, for you here on the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, that's how you get in on-demand listening of all the programming here on the network. Catch the show live at theblaze.com slash radio. The smartphone apps and the iHeartRadio and the Blaze Radio smartphone apps on social media at Chris Salcedo TX on Twitter. The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and go to theblaze.com channels section and find us there uh yeah the the, these individuals you almost feel badly for them it is the second post from the top pictures of uh leftists who wanted to uh to elect someone who was going to take away our rights second amendment rights first amendment rights and those uh those kinds of things uh so uh i i encourage you if you want to have a little bit of uh, i don't know satisfaction Head on over to the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page and check them out. Yeah, as I said, because we're conservatives, we almost feel badly for these individuals who, um, had they won, would not be as gracious as you and me. Let's get to the flip around. Let's start off. Let's see. I wonder if CNN is focused on the the Georgia 6th. Hmm. No gain in telling the president this.
0: Either way, what we do know is that for 21 days, in between when Pompeo was confirmed and when Flynn was fired, Pompeo was doing a presidential daily brief almost every day. Flynn was in the room, and there were real secrets being shared there, and that his agency at that time had serious concerns
1: about whether Michael Flynn had been basically, was now at risk of being. What did I say yesterday? What did I say? Uh, Newt Gingrich said the fix was in and that somebody was going to go down, not Trump, but somebody. And the basket of bias has zoomed in on Michael Flynn. Uh, I think he's the most vulnerable. He 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 didn't tell the truth uh, to the vice president even, so I think he's he's the most vulnerable here. But that's what CNN's not talking about the Georgia six folks. That's I me. Mean, that's all they were consumed with yesterday. Now if if the Democrat had won, don't you think the programming on CNN today would be very different? Oh I I, I guarantee you it'd be incredibly different uh, let's get on over to MSNBS
0: of law and order of humanity of uh, responsibility towards any human being. So what you're seeing, I think, is the American people's frustration with a regime that provokes and provokes and provokes and basically plays outside the rules, plays uh, fast and loose uh, with uh, the truth and that sort of thing.
1: Secretary uh, of Defense Mattis is live on MSNBS talking about the threats of North Korea and that... uh, The American people are indeed, as an American, I'm tired. I'm tired of of the uh, pot-bellied dictators over there uh, ruling the roost, being able to kill Americans without consequence. I'm I'm deadly serious. I, I am up to here with Americans like Otto Warmbier being able to be slaughtered without uh, so much as a, reta- a retaliate a retaliation upon the part of the United States now this is something we've grown accustomed to in the era of Obama Obama of course would never lift a finger to defend an American he was very uh, m- much more busy uh, defending you know the Ayatollahs in Iran the Communists in Cuba Uh and those and those ilk. But I, I, I got to say, as an American, I am sick and tired of the communist regime in North Korea. I am tired of them. Let's get on over to Fox. Uh,
0: when these tests norm- do happen, it, they normally happen sometime between 10 o'clock at night and one o'clock in the morning, East Coast time. So they're on high alert watching for these things. What it would mean to the increasing tensions with the North Koreans uh, remains to be seen. And we'll get much more and bring you the highlights of that news conference in just a moment. But first, let's get to Peter Ducey, who's live on Capitol Hill, with more on the House Intelligence Committee hearings today on Russian meddling in our elections. Peter? And the defense, or rather, the former DHS secretary, Jay Johnson, was here, Shep, and he was asked many times, uh, why didn't you do more ahead of the election if you knew that the Russians might be meddling uh, to warn Americans what may be coming? And he says that he thought putting out a statement a month ahead of the election on October 7th was plenty, because part of that statement said <laughs> this, quote, the U.S. intelligence community, USIC, is confident that the Russian government directed the recent compromises of emails <laughs> from U.S. persons and institutions, including from U.S. political organizations. But the problem is that statement got almost no press attention because it was released the same day as another major October surprise. It did not get the public attention that it should have, frankly, because uh, the same day the press was focused on the release of the Access Hollywood video. Uh, That's what made our news below the fold news that day. Johnson also says that 2016 was nothing new for Russia. They have a long history of trying to interfere with U.S. elections. Boom! That's it,
1: right there. This is nothing new. And I've been saying this. I think Glenn has said it a time or two. I know Russia has said it a time or two. The, the The idea that the Russians slash Soviets have been trying to interfere in American elections. Any moron who has been paying attention knows this. Newt Gingrich got out there on national television and said, you know what? I don't think we should stop shy of investigating the influence that Russia has tried to have on the United States. I think we ought to look at every country's influence on every lawmaker up on Capitol Hill, past and present. Oh, but Democrats—they're not interested in talking about their meetings with the freaking Russians, are they? No, oh no, we don't meet with Russians. Hell, you don't. Oh, we're as pure as the wind-driven snow. Uh, that's right. Senator Ted Kennedy met with the Russians too. You know what he was doing? He was plotting with the Soviet Union to try to thwart the re-election of Ronald Reagan. Gee, what do we call that? Um, um. Oh yeah collusion but that was never investigated that was never prosecuted ladies and gentlemen jay johnson got up on capitol hill and said no evidence of collusion again again this is this is beyond the pale I'm sorry, but it's just it's what he testified to today. It should be the end of the discussion. But Democrats are desperate for a talking point, so they're going to continue. Uh, Up next, uh, we will talk a little bit about the special elections and then uh, up on the show. Probably the top of next hour, we'll uh, visit with Chuck Willery and his broadcast partner. Yes, that Chuck Willery, uh, uh, award-winning game show host who has come out as a conservative. Come out. Uh, and what that does, uh, I, my first question to him will be, hey, when when you come out as a conservative and you're in the entertainment world, what does that do to you? Professionally speaking? Uh, so that's all coming up here on the Chris Salcedo Show, folks. Can't wait to share the day's events with you here on the Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: The Chris Salcedo Show.
1: Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. Welcome back, everybody. It is a brighter day. I, I honestly believe it is a brighter day, and I think there is... I am not... I don't think it is at all low rant or low-class. I mean, not low-class like Joy, Joy Reed. Is that her name? That, that, disp, that, that despicable waste of skin over at MSNBS? who uttered um, what she uttered about Steve Scalise. Yeah, yeah, Joy Reid is her name. You know, it, it, who put out this up? Uh, MRC Action. Uh, our buddies over at the Media Research Center have put out a, a statement on this. It was so low rent, so low class. The Media Research Center put this uh, statement out. Even by the low standards of MSNBS, Uh, A.M. Joy host Joy Reid violated the most basic standards of behavior with her comments about Representative Steve Scalise over the weekend. With Representative Scalise still recovering in the hospital from wounds received from a radical left-wing Bernie Sanders supporter on June 14th shooting, Reid saw fit to attack Scalise for supporting legislation she disagreed with. She went on to smear him with a long debunked claim that he attended a white nationalist event. She also tweeted that Scalise was shot by a white man with a violent background and saved by a black lesbian. We talked about this. Uh, A black lesbian who knows her duties, who didn't look at the man's political ideology in saving him, by the way, Joy Reid. And don't forget that um, it was people of your ideology, a person of your ideology, Joy Reid, who pulled the trigger. Probably prompted by the very utter utterings, kind of utterings that you just did this last weekend. I mean, so I don't think we're at all going, uh, going down that road. When we say that victories in South Carolina and Georgia yesterday were so, so sweet in particular in Georgia's sixth. Now, why was it so delicious in Georgia's sixth? Well, I think it is because the left wing placed so much emphasis on it. Number one, uh, the left wing in, in the press and out of the press. And that this was every single poll leading into it said that Ossoff was ahead. And that the Republican stood no chance. And this was going to be a re- this was a referendum on Trump right up until the point that Karen Handel won. Uh, By the way, on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page, I have not one, but two offerings, three offerings now, since I just put up this uh, Daily Caller piece. There is a graphic there that puts uh, Pajama Boy, Mr. Ossoff, next to Hillary Clinton. These two have something in common. They are record breakers, folks. Hillary Clinton broke a record. She smashed one ceiling, maybe not that glass ceiling, but she smashed a ceiling, as did Mr. Ossoff. They have a lot in common. And this graphic that is available for your viewing on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page for you to not only view, but share and share alike, as so many you have already found, uh, it's there. That's one. Number two, as you scroll past... uh, Uh, the actual pajama boy and where your liberty-loving Latino is asking the Democrat Party, hey, Democrats, how's that resist thing working out for you? When will you stand for improving America again? Right below that, right below the picture of pajama boy, there is a still photograph of the crew of CNN. And these are supposed to be, you know, impartial, unbiased individuals, (laughs) he said with tongue planted firmly in cheek, snicker, snicker. And it looks like a close relative of theirs just died when they learned, the moment they learned that, well, John Ossoff wasn't going to be the next congressman for Georgia's sixth. Instead, it was Karen Handel, the Republican, who won by six points. And look just look at the the, the the look on their faces. Just glance at the look on their faces, and it is priceless. It is, it, it is so revealing of their political bias and how they are disgraces to real journalism. The caption reads, "When you work around the clock to beat Republicans and lose your ass off." <laughs> By the way. Do you guys know that's that's trending on Twitter? Or at least it was when I woke up this morning. Laughing our ass (laughs) off. I'm sorry. And I have since learned that's a Kellyanne Conway invention. That that hashtag got started by none other than Kellyanne Conway. So just in case it's true, I want to give her proper credit. It's genius. And indeed, we are all smiling our off today. <laughs> uh, and then the Daily Caller piece for you folks on the Chris Salcedo's Show Facebook page. This is a collection of m- people of the left who were invested in Mr. Ossoff's winning so that they could be one step closer to taking our rights away. So that they So that they could be one step closer to Realizing the dreams of the kids on the campus of Evergreen State College at in Olympia, Washington. These products of government-run schools who are dominated by the left in this country, these products uh, are quoted as saying, F free speech. Yes. The, the modern-day left wing of the United States of America, folks. This is what they think. F free speech. Now, they're saying this because they wanted, to, they came up with a day where all white people were supposed to get off of campus. You heard me right. It's called a day of absence, and all white people were supposed to get off of campus. Teachers, students, administrators, just leave so the people of color could have a day without white people. Now, number one, on its face, it's racist. Number two, when Brett Weinstein, a biology professor said, I'm not going to do that. I get paid. I'm going to show up and I'm going to work. These mental midgets, these products of government-run education, dominated by the progressives in our, in our country, who said F free speech, they proceeded to call this man, Brett Weinstein, biology professor, a piece of excrement, I'm cleaning that up, and labeled him a racist. These very same people were rooting for John Ossoff in Georgia's sixth. And upon realizing that they still wouldn't be one step closer to telling you and me what to do and completely empowering government to lord our, over our lives, the strain was more, the, what was that famous line from Tombstone delivered by Val Kilmer? One of the very memorable lines. I'm afraid the strain was more than they could bear. (laughs) And the strain was more than they could bear. (laughs) So I encourage you to go to the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. Check out those offerings for you to share and share a like. Now, up next, there is a terrorist group out there threatening violence against Trump supporters and capitalists. And they are progeny of the Democrats.
0: You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. You
2: know, on April 18th, I said to everyone that this was going to be a very, very tight race. It was going to be contentious, and it was going to require all hands on deck. And that's exactly what we had from from all of the others who were the GOP competitors in the primary, including several who are here. See Bob Gray, thank you for your help. Every single member of the Republican Georgia congressional delegation, our constitutional officers, the legislators, Governor Nathan Deal and First Lady Sandra
1: Deal. That's Karen Handel, uh, part of her victory speech last evening. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo's show. And she had a lot of folks to thank I don't want to give you guys the impression that the GOP was mailing it in. But it's true, she was outspent. I saw total contributions to the campaigns. I think she was outspent by $8 bucks, But on personal donations alone, meaning from individuals, money not coming from the parties, it was 5 to 1 advantage for Ossoff. And the money was coming from liberal elites out in, um, in California. And those individuals were giving to the Ossoff campaign by an eight to one, nine to one margin over those inside of Georgia's sixth. When I saw that, that's what led me to believe. And I, I don't think I made the prediction on this show. I think it was on the Houston show yesterday. I took a call. Somebody was very, somebody was convinced that the Republicans were going to lose the sixth in Georgia, and I said, "I, I don't see it. When there's so much money pouring from out of district, that means he that the Democrat has no, uh, no support in district. Doesn't even live in the district. So, that's what uh, uh, informed me. Plus, polling is completely unreliable. the The polling that said that Ossoff." never was behind, and that Karen Handel in a, in a district that has been traditionally read for three decades, uh, I just didn't believe it. And there isn't much out of the mainstream press that you can believe anymore. There's, there's so much fake news from these individuals who have forgotten how to be journalists. Now, uh, Karen Handel had a lot of people to thank, She's getting to the big the big guns.
2: Senator Perdue, Senator Isaacson, and my very close friend Senator Saxby Chambliss. Yeah. I need to also thank Speaker Ryan, and House leadership, and so many of the members across this country who also united to help us hold the six. And a special thanks to the president of the United States.
1: There it is. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm going to do that again, because remember this, according to the basket of bias press, The Georgia six was a referendum on Donald Trump. It was a referendum on Donald Trump. He only won it by one and a half points. And uh, uh, I mean, I don't want to put too fine a point on this, but Karen Handel won it by six. I think I've got that right. It's six points. I will double check as we hear Karen Handel again uh, say the name of the president of the United States, and we didn't hear any boos quite the opposite
2: United States <laughs> But let's not forget our equally great vice president Mike Pence
1: <laughs> Slight correction and we pride ourselves on accuracy here on the Chris Salcedo show folks a 4 Percent victory by Karen Handel still an improvement on Donald Trump's narrow victory against Hillary Clinton from 1.5 percent margin of victory to a 4 percent margin of victory very very good showing for Karen Handel strong strong uh, showing for Karen Handel so uh there was that and then in victory Karen Handel showed class and dignity and poise.
2: Take a minute to acknowledge a new friend that I was able to make over the course of that campaign, this campaign, and that was Majority Whip Steve Scalise. (laughs) Right up until that tragic day on the ball field, Steve would drop me a text message every single week just to make sure I was doing okay and hanging tough. I think he even called me the Terminator in one of them. (laughs) Wasn't sure about that one, Steve, but hasta la vista.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, unlike those on the extreme left on MSNBS and other, other talking heads, and even, dare I say, some elected members of Congress. Uh, she showed class and poise and still wished Steve Scalise a speedy recovery and thoughts and prayers.
2: Let me just tell you. <laughs> but really and truly, what happened on that ball field was a terrible tragedy. And we need to all continue to lift up Steve and the others who were injured that day. And we need to also lift up this nation so that we can find a more civil way to deal with our disagreements. (laughs) Because in these United States of America, no one, no one, should ever feel their life threatened over their political beliefs and positions.
1: Now I think people of goodwill on both political parties and, and both ideologies can agree with that sentiment. But there is an extreme part of the liberal persuasion of the Democrats who doesn't feel that way at all As a matter of fact they've taken to social media and they have called for all quote all manner of physical violence end quote against Trump supporters and capitalists against Trump supporters and those of you who believe in capitalism and and dare I say there might even be some Democrats out there who believe in it violence against you now who is this group I can tell you it is a group that has been championed and embraced by the American Democrat Party, by leftists all over the globe. They call themselves Antifa. Now, our buddy Jack Buckby over in the UK has been dealing with these folks for years. And he warned us that they were setting up shop here in the United States, and they have. Antifa stands for anti-fascists. However, these people behave as fascists, uh, advocating violence, uh, advocating the equivalent of book burning when it comes to historical statues from the Civil War era. It's these people. And anyone who gets in their way, they show up with masks on and hoods on. And when somebody says something they don't like, they riot and they destroy and they undertake violence using pepper spray or just sheer physical violence against those with whom they politically disagree. And they are wholehearted supporters of one political party in this country. I have not, as I stand here now, heard Any of the Democrat Party establishment or Democrat Party members decry Antifa, denounce Antifa. Do you guys remember when the Tea Party sprung up in the wake of Barack Obama, a a movement dedicated to freedom and liberty and small, accountable government and how the Tea Party was savaged? As a bunch of racists, even though NBC, the, uh, uh, and, and they became infamous during the Obama era for their selective editing to change the meaning of pictures or audio uh, in, in very dishonest fashion. Remember the cropping out of the fact the man carrying a weapon at a Tea Party rally was a black man? He was a Tea Party member. He was black and he was carrying a weapon because it was a Second Amendment right and he wanted to defend himself against the likes of Antifa, even though they weren't a major group at the time. And that's how the Tea Party got their unfair label as a hate group. The Tea Party never advocated violence. The Tea Party advocated the Constitution and limited government. And that was a threat to the basket of bias press. And now you have those who are more ideologically aligned with the Scott Pelleys of the world, those more ideologically aligned with the Joy, what's her name, over at uh, MSNBS. You have this left wing group more ideologically aligned with the majority of the basket of biased press. And they are indeed advocating violence against those with whom they politically disagree trump supporters and capitalists where is the outcry where is the denouncing every single republican had this happen to them excuse me joe Schmo republican will you denounce the tea party will you renounce the tea party well what do you think of the tea party What do you think of the Tea Party? Are they good for America or are they bad for America? Every Republican had to answer that question. No Democrat has to answer for Antifa and their calls for violence in the name of left-wing extremism, in the name of liberalism, in the name of, of the extremist wing of the Democrat Party. And they wonder why they continue to lose Election after election after election. I'll be back in a minute.
2: This is The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network.
0: Chris Salcedo is
2: on the blaze radio network.
1: Welcome back everybody. It's Chris Salcedo show. I'm glad you've tuned, uh, tuned in. Uh, by the way, we have, <laughs> this is funny. Hold on a minute. I gotta, I gotta cue this up. Uh, we have our eyes down South. Uh, for those of you who listen in Houston, I know there's a, uh, a good portion of folks who listen down the Gulf coast, uh, Houston, Louisiana, uh, uh, Houston, Texas, Louisiana, and uh, those areas in the Gulf under the gun from Hurricane, or Tropical Storm Cindy. We'll make sure that we keep you updated. Anything that's happening as far as massive flooding or uh, wind damage, we'll let you know through the course of the program. Probably not going to be a big deal until later on today anyway, but just in case it speeds up, we'll, um, we'll keep our eyes on the skies, if you will. Uh, this is hilarious. A Democrat lawmaker has said our brand is worse than Trump. That's not hard to do. That's not hard to do at all. Now, Tim Ryan is a blue dog or a moderate Democrat. He's from Ohio. He said uh, uh, Tuesday, uh, he said this Tuesday following his party's fourth special election defeat in just three months. The Democrats are toxic in large areas of the country and that their brand is worse than Trump. This according to the New York Times. Who's writing this up? This is um, John Street here at, uh, at The Blaze. Johnstreetattheblaze.com. Uh, Ryan made the comment after a Democrat, John Ossoff, lost to Republican Karen Handel in Georgia's hotly contested sixth congressional district race. Special election was held to replace Tom Price, who is now heading up the Department of Health and Human Services for Donald Trump, President Donald Trump. I think these these moderate democrats and even bernie sanders they know the problem they they see who is in charge of their party now look i may i may disagree with solutions from bernie sanders but bernie sanders knows and understands and recognizes that the democrat party has turned its attention to winning elections for power's sake, not for the people's sake. Because uh, the Democrats have said, "Well, the most important pressing issue of our time is whether or not uh, a mere fraction of a, fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the population can use the bathroom of her choice and gender, and, and gender identity." Oh, which, by the way, <laughs> did you guys hear this this story out of Canada? Canada just passed a law that could punish you if you get pronouns wrong, uh, gender pronouns. Canada passed a law Thursday making it illegal to use the wrong gender pronouns. Critics say the Canadians who do not subscribe to progressive gender theory could be accused of hate crimes, jailed, fined, and made to take anti-bias training. This is what the Democrats want to do to the United States. But the Democrat Party, the rank and file, says that's not going to put me back to work. That's not going to keep my family safe. Seems to me you just want to win an election. Back in a minute, folks. It's the Chris Salcedo Show. Chuck Willery is up next on The Blaze. Be right back.
0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze Radio Network.